welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast. I'm Cody Fields, the president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com. I am not here with Bradley Cox, lead pastor of Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina, as he is in Cancun on, not on spring break, uh, but on a short-term missions trip with back-to-back ministries, and those guys do a lot of really cool work. I'm not exactly clear on all of the details, but it's not one of those trips where you go and stay in a resort for a week and then just kind of piddle about for a couple hours every day. They're they're doing real deal stuff, but I am joined by... This is John Ross, Westminster effects artist and church nerd from Lincoln, Nebraska. So, John, I'm going to go ahead and throw you under the bus. What are we talking about, and why is this your idea? So many buses in the show recently. Man. Yeah, right? Sorry. I mean, you so either get you... on the bus or you get thrown under the bus. There's a pile <laughs> of bodies accumulating behind the bus. <laughs> I almost want to put a clip from Let the Bodies Hit the Floor in. I think I might. Or um, just a Driscoll clip. That, too. Either is appropriate. <laughs> Wham! Uh, all right. Well, the thing I wanted to chat about today is something that I've seen brought up multiple times, especially recently in uh, some of our Facebook groups that, that we frequent, um, some things in uh, my own uh, church's um, goings on recently, and that is the issue of what the heck should we wear uh, when we're strumming our guitars on stage, uh, on the platform, on the chancel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and what sort of criteria or regulations should there be uh, surrounding those things, if any. Uh, so, Cody, what I want to start with is I want to start talking about what our individual churches do. Can you start with Res and just let us know what you guys do uh, yeah, as so far as, I mean, what what do you wear? What does everyone else wear? Is there a, a document somewhere kind of, uh, you know, putting, putting all these things together? Yeah, so uh, at Res, we don't have anything explicit. Uh, we're pretty laid back in terms of attire. Uh, it used to be uh, long before I ever came. Sorry, but I mean, they used to be the traditional uh, pastors, at least, are wearing suits and ties. And during the summer, their air conditioning unit exploded and it was really hot. <laughs> and they said, hey, this month, we're just going to have casual month. And then they never went back and then just hey, never said anything. Real quick, have you ever, and I would assume so, just, you know, based upon demographic regional stereotypes, have you ever been <laughs> into a church that in the back of the pew, there's there's your hymnal, there's your Bible, usually King, King, King James in this context, <laughs> right, and a right. fan, have you, and the little fan to fan yourself with, and it's usually like the connection card or, or guidelines or, or something. Have you ever been in a church with a fan um, like th- that doesn't have air conditioning? Mm. In the um, church I grew up in, I think there were a couple fans, but I'm pretty sure that was just because of the old ladies that sat in that spot. I'm just thinking of the James Brown scene from Blues Brothers. You know, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Lord, yeah, amen, Lord. We're on, you know, that's we're right, on a mission sorry, from God. Tangent <laughs> on a mission from God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> continue, um, please. I, I will never forget the uh, the Elwood tattoos across his knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> where it stops two fingers short. That was that was just brilliant on their part. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're pretty laid back, all things considered. Uh, when you asked the question, and then we made the edit so I could look up the uh, document. Um, I helped them edit a kind of volunteer responsibilities document 
for the musicians. And there's nothing in regards to aesthetic here. Um, we have, you know, responsibilities of maintenance and progression of appropriate musical skills, uh, arriving for rehearsals on time and communicating unforeseen problems. Uh, but we get down into uh, the personal responsibilities, and this is kind of universal throughout the church. And number one is maintain God-ordained priorities in your life by putting Jesus mm. Christ first. Uh, so ultimately, that would kind of fall under that, I would, I would imagine. And if we yeah. had an issue of, and I'm not even going to make an example because... I would just have to see it happen. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, if if some somebody came in and we thought, hey, maybe that may not be appropriate, um, I'm we would address that on a on an individual basis, and it would be rooted in grace and love, uh, not in in a condescending manner, but in a hey, we think this would be best for you and for the church. Um, and I personally have to watch myself, uh, you know. Because I wear a whole lot of black. <laughs> Same here. Um, yeah. You know, being being a, a mid two thousands emo kid, the overwhelming majority of my and my wife's attire is black, and that also means that we have some band shirts uh, that, you know, they're not tremendously graphic or anything. But I'm not going to get up there with a band shirt featuring a skull. Uh, nor sure. will I get up. Nor will I get up there with my uh, my goofy shirt of a skull and cross bacon. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then there's other stuff I got to take into consideration, uh, such as uh, my hymns and hops shirts. Oh, probably yeah. Probably shouldn't, you know, probably just out of discernment and wisdom, just probably shouldn't wear those in a deep South church service uh, just because some people are going to get irritated. You know, I'll wear them to rehearsals. I'll wear them to small group, uh, whatever. Um, but just trying to remove that stumbling block and not be that guy. Yeah, for sure. And and that was the part that I'd hope you mentioned is that stumbling block piece. And I, I think uh, once we get a little later on, we'll see that payoff uh, come come together a bit more in that, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But at the end right. of the day, it may not really matter what we wear so long as we're not causing an issue or a distraction for the people we're there to serve. Uh, and and through our actions and through our appearances, you know, ensuring that that in of itself gives glory to God. Uh, but we may be getting a bit ahead of ourselves there. We'll we'll talk that through a little bit later. Uh, and you just reminded me about another issue that was popular about a year ago in the Facebook groups. Um, so I'm going to make a quick note of that. We're going to come back to that because that'll be a fun one. Um, oh boy! Oh yes! Curveballs happening <clears throat> live. Mm, so yeah, we're, so I just I just kind of yeah. gave uh, the rundown of what happens at my church. Uh, what goes on at your church? I mean, you guys all wear uh, robes and collars and stuff, right? Down <laughs> down the hall, maybe. So, uh, <laughs> so Christ Lincoln, uh, we uh, we are a a member congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Uh, so some of you out there would. Uh, make that connection uh, to some other congregations that you may be a part of or visited in your past. Um, the LCMS is a, uh, a more conservative uh, branch of uh, the Lutheran understanding of theology. Um, collars are popular in most uh, traditional liturgical services. Robes and vestments are worn. 
Um, mm-hmm. There is some symbolism there that uh, that helps, but that's not what we do uh, in at least some of our church. So, so at Christ Lincoln, we have two separate services operating on the same campus. In our sanctuary uh, worship service, uh, the, uh, the the leader, uh, in this case Pastor Schnacki, wears a wears a whole robe um, with uh, with vestments. Doesn't wear the belt because it says he makes his stomach look too big. Um, huh. We have this little rope cincher uh, thing. He says it it just makes him makes him look too pudgy. So I, I, even, I get that. Not even the clergy are immune to vanity. <laughs> not even. Um, so yeah, I mean that that happens, you know, down the hall, and most people will wear, you know, business business casual to uh, to Sunday dress. You know, we're talking khakis and and button downs and and things like that, uh, all the way up to to full suits and you know what, whatever's the flavor. Um, not a requirement uh, for that service by by any means. Uh, we uh, we welcome uh, all of God's people. Um, yeah, but uh, but that's the that's the trend. Now down the hall, the other direction is the Westminster Ministry Center, and that's where we have our two eleven worship service. Uh, we, we've mentioned this in previous episodes where uh, the name 211 uh, comes from Acts 211 in that uh, everyone heard the word of God being spoken in their own language. And so the appearance of the leadership and even the volunteers so uh, differ significantly from what we would have in our sanctuary worship. So in sanctuary worship, our... our uh, uh, our ushers, our, our greeters, usually wearing uh, wearing suits or, or or dresses, you know, depending. Um, mm-hmm. Down the hall, uh, they uh, now wear. Uh, we just went through a rebranding campaign, changed our logo, um, and so now we have uh, brand new shirts with the logo on it. it says, you know, welcome to uh, two eleven worship, and it says, um, I can help you, and they all wear the same one, so they know exactly where to go to, um, you know, with jeans or skirt or, or whatever you know it really doesn't matter and we don't really you have guidelines a, you a big hype so to video speak on, that. on twitter with with the uniform reveal right like an nfl team <laughs> you know it it actually caused a bit of uh a bit of a stir with the new with the new logo and the new branding and and things like that but we didn't do funny. a we didn't do a tunnel walk which is kind of a nebraska a very nebraska <laughs> thing to do uh, right? but we, but we missed out on that opportunity. Uh, hindsight yeah. is 2020 in uh, every case, it seems. Um, so, a so couple once of, we... of the readers, a couple of the readers know that I'm a big sports uniform nerd and I mm. read a blog called UniWatch every day. Okay. It's, it's literally like the minutia of sports uniforms. And, uh, one of the funniest things that happened recently is, um, I don't remember what team it was, but they're their uniforms leaked because they didn't take proper precautions on a shadowed out image on their website. So when the Tennessee Titans uh, were leading up to their new uniform reveal, uh, they had a, you know, silhouette of a, of a guy wearing the new uniform, but they had arranged so that when you blow out the Photoshop levels, it just said, nice try. (laughs) <laughs> nice well played titans that's one of the only things that they've ever done right but anyway the uh, i was just reminded of the uh the seinfeld episode where george has the opportunity to make a, a suggestion about the yankees uniforms and switches them to cotton uh so that they breathe better <laughs> and, the, and then they they end up shrinking in the wash and uh, right and, and then they blow it um <laughs> Oops. But, yeah 
Um, well, in that case, uh, some more minutia. Before we did this rebranding and went to the T-shirts, our, our volunteers and our greeters wore these white vests that on it said uh, Room 211, uh, which was the old name. Now it's 211 Worship. And then on the back, uh, you know, it said, uh, how can I help you or, or, or something like that. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. quite remember. But they were all just these white, you know, these like Hobby Lobby vests. And, um, you know, it, it was a... Yeah, it was a great way to to set people apart, but you know, there was uh, you know there was a switch that needed to be made, you know, a little fresh, a little a little updating. Um, but uh, on that on that same kind of kind of vein, um, well, actually actually not. So so that that recently changed. Uh, but when we look at those who serve up on the platform, uh, so we're talking uh, the pastor. If we have any additional uh, readers uh, or uh, people being uh, interviewed for like we're doing a testimonial series right right now and so we we have you know in-person discussions with those who are sh- sharing how god has worked in their lives um those are are usually um what's what's like right below business casual just like casual i think it's just like casual guess, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, business casual is uh is, is that <laughs> um the pastor in general, unless we're, we're plugging something specific like a vacation Bible school or something, usually would wear, you know, a button down and, and jeans or khaki, you know, some sort of long pants or, or something. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anybody would care if he didn't. Um, uh, pastor Aaron is a uh, uh, big fan of the bow tie. So on occasion, he will, you know, wear the suspenders and the bow tie and a real bow tie. He would All want right. me to point out. Um and uh, just just because because he wants to and uh, and that's okay now for the rest of us uh, those of us in the band uh, we uh, I mean for me personally uh, I will usually wear um, and sorry for the image I am a I am a slightly uh, bulky individual but I, I do tend to wear skinnier <laughs> jeans uh, on occasion um, sometimes mm-hmm. ripped a little bit and, and that's you know that's pretty common uh, with with others uh, sure. in the group um, you know, uh, black shirts. A lot of the time, uh, we have a we have a guy that has a picture of a guitar pick on a T-shirt that says, um, and I wish it said something different, but it says, um, "Pick Jesus," and I wish it would say mm. "Jesus picks," but you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, re- yeah. Re- regardless. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of just whatever. Um, and that falls into the the more modern category, but no one has ever once since I joined the team said to me, "Hey, you should wear this." Um, I mean, except one of our other guitar players and and uh, and interns does work at at the Buckle uh, in the mall, and uh, he he did uh, get a decent wad of cash out of me. Uh, so if if that counts as influencing how I how I dress for worship, then then perhaps I'm guilty. Um, but really, there there really is no no guideline for for us either. And in, in issues similar to to what you alluded to, is if we have a uh, a situation uh, with with modesty or coverage or or something, uh, we will deal with that on a personal basis uh, for, right. for you know in, in most circumstances. Um, if it because you know you don't know what the reason might be it could be a heart issue it could be uh just i mean i don't mean this in a disparaging way but ignorance where like oh i i didn't realize 
uh, I didn't make the connection that my skirt was short enough and the stage was high enough that, you know, the math didn't quite work out too well in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, things like that. Um, oh, how to put it. We're kind of banking on that people will see what's been done in the past and emulate it. Uh, or, or at least use the current volunteers as an example. Be like, oh, hey, you know, n- you know, nobody is wearing deep V's. Sorry, you know. Sorry, elevation deep wor- V wearers. Yeah, elevation worship fans. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I guess Terry did once. Uh, but uh, but you then know, he was shamed back into submission. But he, he, he was he was, <laughs> he was shamed. <laughs> He was shamed by the worship team, but no one else said a dang thing. Um, right. And once again, I think it brings it back into what we discussed uh, earlier. And I, I think it really does boil down to that we just don't want to be a stumbling block or a distraction from right. why people now, one are thing, there. Now, one other thing that I've run into is I have a very extensive baseball hack collection. Uh, I have every major league team and then some. Oh, impressive. My old high school where I coach, and I have a mm-hmm. couple college teams, uh, and then I have uh, a small minor league collection. I just I just enjoy baseball and the hats. <laughs> sure. um, so I often, as I am doing now, even though this is a Clemson hat and not their official baseball one, I often wear hats also at church uh, at my previous church that I've referred to before um i wore i wore one and somebody talked to the pastor about it and apparently it was uh we'll say in a less than gracious way and Mm. the pastor basically told him yeah i'm cool with it you can pretty much get over it (laughs) like it was that kind of a conversation um sure where you know if somebody's not gonna be gracious in it then by all means have at that um and then when I got to Res, uh, there were a couple guys who were in the band at that time who routinely wore hats. Uh, one of them to cover up a receding hairline, um, but nobody nobody had a problem with it. And one one of those guys also often wore uh, shorts and flip flops on stage. Sure. Cool. Yeah, I mean we've it? one of our one of our lead uh, one of our lead guitar players uh, will wear will wear shorts, and, and yeah. that's. You know, whatever. Yeah. Nobody says anything because nobody cares. We've got a we've got a bass player um, who uh, uh, will, uh, and I don't want to say receding. Uh, it's not receding. It's gone. I mean, there <laughs> there's no hairline <laughs> left. Um, but uh, you know, in the colder months, he'll he'll wear a beanie. Or uh, in the summer months, now in the summer months, he doesn't wear a ball cap. Um, he'll usually wear. I, I call them driving caps. Um, it's where you know you got the front of the cap and it's kind of buttoned to the front. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really, I, newsboy caps. I don't know. Go watch newsies. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and you know, he'll wear, he'll wear one of those. And, uh, to the point where it's just become something that he does. Like if we look at planet shakers right. and Josh ham, the bass player we mentioned last week or, or the week before, you know, he wears those ridiculously long, like man dress things. And, uh, and it's become part of his, his personal style, so to speak, right. almost like in this bass player, in our bass players circumstance, maybe it's just bass players, maybe it, in his circumstance, um, the I know, um, when he doesn't have one, it's like, man, what's going on, dude? You, yeah. When, <laughs> for, uh, you, when you I got rid of home? the emo swoop, 
When mm. I got rid of the emo swoop the first Sunday that I didn't wear a hat, people were legitimately thrown off. And a couple <laughs> of them were like, I didn't recognize you at first. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you look I don't so know what to do with that. You look so professional. <laughs> right? Right? It's weird. Oh, Cody, all grown up. Super <laughs> weird. But, you know, we, we talk about our particular churches not caring about, you know, for the most part. For the most uh, within part, within yeah. reason, there's a within reason that's kind of implied there. Oh yeah, there, there's really an expectation important. of of modesty and and things like that for to be sure. Right. Uh, I think it's also important to note uh, that accusing uh, churches that tend to be more formal of legalism is often not warranted. Uh, if we're using a proper definition of legalism, of effectively believing that you're justified in part by what you do. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna get into some murky water there, um, and I could make the accusation that you having a stripped down, huh, that was poorly worded, uh, but we're gonna roll with it anyway. Don't edit that out. A, uh, <laughs> that was a, dirty. Uh, That's dirty. <laughs> a more uh, a more laid back culture of 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 dress in your church, that can be just as legalistic if you allow it to be. Uh, sure. You can beat people over the head with that where, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird for someone to show up in a, in a sport coat at res. Uh, and we yeah. had two people in the last month, uh, show up in sport coats. And it's, it's so rare that I can actually, it actually registers in my mind. Um, Definitely. but man, I don't care if somebody shows up in a tie, I do not care. Um, but oh, yeah. what we need to do what we need to do is is be aware of our culture uh, at our church. Uh, where if if Bingo. you've been at if you've been at a more traditional church, and it's more expected, uh, at least at the moment, that you wear a golf shirt or wear sure. a button up, uh, don't do anything to irritate people. Uh, just because you feel like wearing a t-shirt, which I do most Sundays. I don't yeah. have a whole lot of collared shirts. I don't need a whole lot of collared shirts. I work from home and <laughs> I own my own business code, westminstereffects.com. Um, <laughs> so I can do what I want. <laughs> uh, but but don't, don't disrespect uh, what people are trying to do on, as they call it, an acts the Lord's Day. It ain't about you about you getting together with your brothers and sisters and hanging out with God for a little bit. Don't be that guy. For sure. That's my soapbox for the day, I guess. You know, and this actually brings up the inspiration for this episode in the first place. Uh, I've uh, noticed quite a few uh, posts in the various, uh, in the various, uh, you know, groups and, and social communities for, for people like us, for people who uh, serve in the, uh, in the capacity of worship in our churches. And one was in the worship leaders collective group recently, where an individual uh, apparently was wearing something very similar to what I wear on a Sunday morning and was approached by an elder of that congregation and effectively said, if you're going to be in front of people, you should be dressed your best and wearing slacks and, and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Now, what's at issue here is not whether that statement is accurate. I don't think that that we can make that call because it, it's not static. I right. don't believe 
that God cares if our if our dockers have pleats or uh, are perfectly pressed. I believe He cares if we are that we are shepherd whether or not we are shepherding the people entrusted to us, um, whether as uh, musicians, the people being uh, the people singing in the congregation, uh, whether it be a pastor, those who we interact with on a daily basis. So we're not going to discuss whether or not that statement of if you're in the presence of the Lord, ergo, you should wear slacks is valid because I don't really uh, (laughs) think it is. I don't think it is an objective truth. What I think is that an elder of the congregation. Now, if this is an elder elder of the congregation, like somebody put in place by the pastoral office to to further shepherd Mm -hmm. and care for the people in the congregation, they deserve the same respect that our pastoral leadership would have. Now, if it were just an elder, AKA an old person, uh, then I think you should probably talk to the pastor about that and be like, Hey, uh, it was brought to my attention that, you know, what I'm wearing may be causing some challenges for people. Uh, could I get your input on this? Because I would like to remain partners in ministry with you and to make sure that what we are doing is magnifying the gospel and pointing to Christ and not detracting from that. Um, yeah, and so the, uh... that was the that was the whole inspiration uh, for this, and and I'd be curious if you had any further uh, thoughts on that, Cody. Yeah, it kind of brings up uh, how things are. And we've talked about this before: is how things are brought up matters. And if if that that pastor, let's let's just assume it was a pastor, uh, if that pastor graciously addressed that with with this musician. And the musician has some questions. Man, go talk to your pastor. Yeah, they love that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, on the other hand, if the pastor was pretty heavy-handed, uh, we'll go talk to the pastor about that and be like, "Look, man, you kind of caught me off guard there. Um, like, I am willing to do these things or what have you, uh, but maybe that, you know, just let him know how you feel." Um, I've had those kind of conversations with pastors before and they normally go really well actually they've always gone really well they've always (laughs) gone really well exactly because i mean because because we have and you know i'm you know i'm a punk kid at heart um mr libertarian minarchist over here uh (laughs) you know i i typically have some struggles with things regarding authority um and that's okay (laughs) but at the same time uh, at least the pastors, and I, you know, I could probably make an, an argument against this for most government officials, uh, but that'll be another rant for another day. Uh, your pastors have your best interest in mind. They're trying to help you die well, so mm-hmm. listen to them. Take yeah. what they have to say seriously. For sure. So this brings up another little tangent. Another one. And I completely agree with you. We love our pastors and our pastors love us. I think this is the tangent episode. My my lead pastor loved me so much that he comes on this podcast. There. Oh, see. (laughs) Darn it. I can't compete there. I can't compete there. Well, anyways, (laughs) further down this tangent, another thing that has been an issue in the past and I believe is still in the hearts and the heads of people who do what we do. Oh boy. Are we going here? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Did you look at the cheat sheet? 
Do you know if we're going here? I don't know. Let's go there. Let's go Let's there. Let's just go there. Pedals with nasty things on them. <laughs> so think of uh, the first one that comes to mind is the is the Joyo Ultimate Drive, right? I think it's like uh, an OC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, I used some, before, some before the thing. Westminster days. I had one of those. Uh, it's like an OCD or something, isn't it? And like it's the, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and I, pretty, and I took yeah. it to church. Not a problem. Okay, uh, let's talk about the uh, the way huge line of effects. I mean, we're talking the the swollen pickle, uh, you know. And jeez, uh, I don't. I've purged these from my mind. I've got to like. Um, do you remember any? Oh, the well, saucy is is another one. The uh, fat sandwich. We're gonna get, we're gonna get saffron so squeeze. Well, I'm not saying that these things are bad. I, I think the thing is, superpuss. Come on. Now, I'm not <laughs> saying that you don't need a that you don't need a solid chorus. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, um, there's a couple here we probably yeah. shouldn't bring up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you <laughs> as well? I just, I just went to the Sweetwater page for Way Huge, and oh boy! Well, I mean, even and and this this isn't as is poignant as is the others, but uh, the the recent issue that um, what what was that uh, kind of parody '80s hair metal band that released that tone print for the for the TC uh, flashback? Steel Panther. Steel right? Panther. They they released a they released a, a a tone print that was that was named something rather vulgar, right? Um, something very, that is very vulgar. So, something that is is I, in I line can with a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can handle a lot. I was just like, really, guys, come on. And but that's kind of their shtick, right? Because like, yeah, they're a real band, but they're a parody of everything right. that was crazy about 1980s metal. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but and that that is neither here nor there for this discussion. But there are people legitimately concerned whether wording or a picture on a pedal uh, should be. Uh, I mean, essentially, does that preclude it? from being used on the pedal board of a, of a well, worship musician. And, I did have one guy yeah. on Gear Talk uh, when he was looking for compressors. I suggested the Calvin compressor, which you can find for $149.99 at WestminsterFX.com. Um, I suggested the Calvin compressor, and he's like, oh, well, Shameless. Uh, my pastor was talking about how John Calvin was a false teacher because he believed in predestination. And I was like, have you ever read the Bible? Like the entirety of the Bible, you can't get around predestination in some regard. Um, so apparently, John Calvin is grounds for not having a certain pedal on your board. Uh, this is I, this is another one of those things. Use discernment. Uh, yes. Just use some discernment and some wisdom. I used to have, and we'll just we'll just say the name. It's it's not in an insane vulgarity. I won't have to mark it explicit. I used to have. An MXR custom badass seventy-eight distortion. Oh yeah, and it was on my church board. Of course, the uh, the part called into question is much smaller than uh, it seems the rest of their line, where they have a buzz <laughs> and then a dis- another distortion. Um, yeah, so the the font on there is much smaller. But then again, we don't have a ton of people like flying around on our stage anyway. So, exactly. Our our stage isn't really an open environment. I mean, okay, but here here is something that just popped into my mind that actually may make this 
uh, relevant. Uh, now, this uh, thousands of churches, everyone's going to be a little bit different. But afterwards, we have uh, a couple of kids who come up and either see their dad, m- me, yep. for instance, uh, or, yep. or Andrew, one of our guitar players. Um, or they'll, uh, they'll come up and, and say hi to our worship leader. Who's, uh, you know, all the kids are a big fan of him. And, um, uh, you know, what if yeah. not saying that they'd care, but, but what if likewise, when uh, vacation Bible school is over or, uh, Christmas time, uh, or other times throughout the year, we'll have kids on stage, uh, to, uh, to sing or, right. Uh, the baptismal font now we're you know Lutheran tradition you know sprinkle whatever so it's a font it's not like a tub or or something like that so when families come up for for that sort of thing that baptismal font is right next to the rhythm guitar section where I usually am and what if so I don't think that some naughtiness on a pedal should be uh, grounds for completely leaving it out if that helps you do your thing that's fine but i think that if your equipment is left in a situation where it could cause others to stumble get some gaff tape or or something yeah. and you know and I, co- I'm cover it up of, what is it uh i'm reminded specifically and i'm gonna segue the crap out of this you're gonna be really proud of me I'm reminded of I'm the artwork of of the atomic amplifier box. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So this, it's, it's I pretty, remember this. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty cool pedal. Uh, you can run direct with it. Uh, this can effectively replace your amp. You can run not. direct, such as similarly such that as, you can. You know, if you, uh, if the you Westminster Effects Geneva. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want suggestive art, if you don't want suggestive art. <laughs> Go get a Westminster Effects Geneva Ampson, which simulates a Vox AC30. So now that we've turned this into a commercial, John, uh, you've had a little <laughs> bit of time with one. <laughs> you've, you've finally got your hands on one. Uh, and I am super impressed by this segue, by the way. I am very impressed. <laughs> that is that is excellent. I'm pretty proud of That's never going to be that smooth again. <laughs> so, yeah, um, you know... You, the uh, the Geneva uh, preamp uh, cab sim di combo is uh, is a new product uh, that uh, that Westminster uh, you have uh, have built and released me. recently as not, uh, not as even part... really like a corporate entity it's it literally it's, it's just me it's yeah so you so all you do is use that president word just for a little ego uh, massage it makes me look better no oh, that works <laughs> that works. <laughs> I'm okay with that, El Presidente. But you know, um, once once we get into the weeds of what are we thirty, about thirty four, thirty five minutes in, I mean, oh yeah, people, only the people who are impressed by superficial things have already, <laughs> they've already left us. Whatever. Yeah, chances are. Well, this uh, the Geneva preamp is is part of uh, Cody's new line of uh, preamp DI combos, uh, which includes the uh, the Wittenberg uh, base DI. And uh, what's the acoustic uh, box? That one is, is one I don't know. The Zurich, Zurich preamp. acoustic preamp. Yeah, I've, um, I've determined that any any preamps I do, the the DI stuff that's going to be named after city. That makes sense. It works. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, I will say I did get the Geneva uh, recently, uh, just uh, about a week ago. And uh, because I'm in, I'm in the process of getting rid of my Hot Rod Deluxe, uh, I, I don't oh, use you? it. Yeah, I, I am. I, I don't. I love it. But at home, uh, whenever I use it, I run it through a isolation cabinet. And so I don't hear mm-hmm. it anyways. Uh, so I'd like to capitalize on the space that I have in my basement, which is also my bedroom uh, at the moment because we've, we've abandoned our upstairs bedroom so that the kids can have a playroom. Hashtag sacrifice. Oh, so boy. in order to make better use oh, of the man. space down here, I'd like to get rid of my, my amp stand and everything, put a bookshelf there so I can get all the books from downstairs. And get like an amp head or something um, that I can mm-hmm. run through that. Uh, but in the meantime, I was like, man, I would I would really like something that I didn't have to run through a plug-in and main stage or, uh, you know, I was even trying out the uh, the trial of Helix Native uh, recently with uh, the free Vox AC30 worship tutorials patch uh, that they released, which is fantastic. I I loved it, uh, but I wanted something a little more uh, universal that I didn't have to be tethered to my laptop to use. And so I went ahead and bought the Geneva, rewired my board uh, to accommodate it, got the settings lined in, turned the cab sim on, plugged it in, and it was amazing. And now, absolutely amazing. And so I did a a little A-B test between that and the the Helix model uh, that... uh, that was running through Helix Native. So for those of you not familiar with Helix Native, it's the, the software uh, audio unit plugin um, that Line 6 produces that has all of the everything from the Helix Floor and Helix Rack models, except it uses your computer hardware instead. So it's less of a live solution, more of a studio solution, but it's the same tones at the core. And so I kind of A-B'd them just informally a little bit. And with the exception of uh, some reverb differences, obviously the Helix is kind of emulating some Strymony stuff, and I'm using uh, the... Um, I'm using the Chalcedonian Dual Reverb, another Westminster yeah. FX uh, product. Uh, which, currently which hey, I mean, by all means, stack that thing with an RV5 on Modulate. Oh, man. I, I actually have a place on my board ready uh, for that uh, at yeah. your suggestion. Um, and, you know, <laughs> so with some, some tonal differences because of the different effects being used, I mean, the, the Worship Tutorials patch has like a Timmy on it and, uh, and things like that. Um, it needs an Eddie it, for, the, for the Edward. <laughs> oh my gosh! Say. I never. Th- it should. It. You, you. I wonder if you could call Line Six and be like, "Hey, you don't know me, but hey, I'm this. Uh, hey, I'm this no name one man shop of of a guitar effects builder. Uh, I think you can model my pedal. <laughs> that'd be killer, though. <laughs> uh, but I, I will tell you that it sounds identical as far as as far as amp and cabinet tonality goes which which honestly is is a tall order for for a single stomp box sized box and uh the fact that i can plug an xlr cable directly into it um, i'm actually going to see if i can convince our sound guy uh to bypass our live amps and run that directly into di uh for service this coming sunday um oh yeah it's easy it's easy well, no, it would just be a matter of con- it would just be a matter of convincing him that it's going to be okay. He has a aversion to all things yeah. not valve. Anyway, well, here's another here's another solution that you could that you try out, um, or anybody else out there who's considering a Geneva, and this is actually what what I'm doing. 
is I have the nose pedal hero buffered splitter ah. mounted underneath. So then that becomes my out port. One of those goes to my amp and the other one goes to the Geneva and you have instant stereo. You don't have to run two different amps. That'd be pretty cool. I'm going to, I, you know, I do have, uh, uh, you know, the Chalcedonian is not a, a stereo reverb, but the, uh, the DD 500 that I use for all my fancy delays, it does have a stereo out and it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a large feat to move a jumper cable around, uh, and, uh, and give that a whirl. Um, but, uh, one, but one thing I'm excited to do is we have an AC 30, uh, at the church and tomorrow I'm going to run down and I'm going to do some a being and do some shooting out there. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for some yeah. content from Westminster effects, uh, regarding, uh, regarding that taking the, uh, the Geneva, uh, preamp cab sim DI combo, tossing it up against a mic AC 30 and just seeing what the heck happens. So yeah, that, even, I think uh, we might even turn that into a bonus episode. Like just throw oh, the audio be, on here too. Yeah. That'd be kind of sweet. Yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens if I can. That's how this marketing thing works. Yeah, it's (laughs) viral, such. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that term is. So, Cody, recommended reading for this week on the topic of uh, of discernment, culture. my my pick has to do with Christian freedom. Let's let's chat about that. What is your recommended reading for this week? So my angle, and I apologize if I've recommended this one before, and I think I have, but whatever, I'm going to go for it anyway, is Gospel Fluency by Jeff Vanderstelt. I think I'm pretty sure I have recommended this, but it's all about uh, cultivating a gospel-centered culture and speaking in that way. You basically have to immerse yourself in that culture. Hmm. Same thing kind of applies here. Sure. Definitely. What you got? My choice for today is a uh, collaborative work uh, with oh, uh, man. by one <laughs> Martin Luther and one Philip Melanchthon entitled Christian Woo! Freedom, Faith Working Through Love. It's a uh, it's a reader's edition published in uh, 2011. So a little a little easier uh, to lay back in a recliner and read rather than, uh, you know, being hunched over a desk with a lexicon on, on either side. Um or you could do the latter, or you could, you you could. I I you, honestly back in back in college, I uh, I would occasionally read old texts uh, by candlelight, just because that's the kind of person I am, <laughs> and that's why you're on this podcast yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, in this this book uh, discusses uh, not those things, but it does discuss. Uh, how it, it discusses a biblical understanding of Christian freedom and that that focus is on the grace and the love of God to the glory of God. So if you're actively writing and performing music and would like to be an official Westminster artist and even get your song played at the end of one of these episodes, fill out our application at westminstereffects.com. In preparation of this episode, I realized that I hadn't taken the opportunity to shamelessly self-promote Westminster Effects, which has basically been half this, this episode. Entire and episode. I'm not complaining. Under the guise of... Yeah. Hashtag hey, speaking, speaking of dress codes in church, Cody, do you still have any of those Westminster Effects t-shirts that you're clearing out? 
getting ready for the, the new stock or, clearance, or have you sold out? The clearance ones, uh, I have three small sizes left and that's it. Well, so for, for those of you have... out there of small stature, <laughs> if you are head over to WestminsterFX.com. <laughs> buy a $10 shirt. Uh, but the, the new ones I have coming in are pretty sweet. Nice. Um, I look forward to it. Yeah, I might I might be inclined to run a little bit of a special for podcast listeners. Uh, nice. Once those get here, maybe. We'll see. Um, but anyway. And so chances are... If you are a podcast listener, you probably should jump over to Facebook and join the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge so you can receive those oh, updates yes. and other information uh, about everybody's favorite podcast that's called the Doxology Podcast, which I'm pretty sure is the only podcast <laughs> called the Doxology Podcast. But nonetheless, Rim. it does have five stars on iTunes. So Yes, so yeah. leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Again, we don't care if it is honest or not. Just give us five stars. So here is... My cover of There There by The Wonder Years, featuring the Edwards Overdrive and the Augustine Clean Boost. Uh, I'm playing a Fender Standard Telecaster in this video uh, that you won't be able to see, but you will hear it. Uh, and back then, I was running that through a Bugera V22, no, V55, my apologies, because they are slightly different. Um... Uh, so yeah, here we go. Follow us, comment on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe on iTunes Spotify, leave five-star review. Thanks for listening. Here's There There by The Wonder Years. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Hopeless Records, uh, which at the time, I don't know if The Wonder Years is still on Hopeless, but uh, when I tried to upload this on YouTube initially, it kept saying, oh, you have copyrighted stuff. So I emailed the label. I was like, hey, I'm just trying to get off the ground here. <laughs> Uh, can you help me unflag this? And they're like, yeah, we got you. It'll be like 24 nice. hours or something. And it was sooner than 24 hours, which was pretty cool. So shout out to them for, uh, for helping a guy out there. So anyway, right on. here's there, there by the one years. Take care, everybody. You're just trying to run.